congrats on that super fun and highly thank you (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah (laughs) love to work for free um welcome to checking out the competition carolina hurricanes we are joined by a new friend to the show ryan henkel which is super close to henkel now that i've said it out loud and that's weird but anyway (laughs) Ryan is the site manager for Canes Country. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Great. Thank you. So uh, the Canes are off to a predictably good start, considering they are a very good hockey team. But before we get into the games, since we haven't seen the Hurricanes since last season, why don't you give us a little rundown of what their summer was like? Pretty productive summer for the Hurricanes. Um you know, a couple big trades went down, you know, obviously the D'Angelo trade to the Flyers kind of yeah. facilitated their need for a new top offensive defenseman. And so they went out and got Brent Burns, which still feels weird to say that Brent Burns is a Carolina Hurricane. Isn't it's, it crazy? It's just something you feel like just never happens. It's just like, you know, you're playing NHL 16, be a GM. <laughs> It's, he's one of those guys that I never uh, envisioned in the Eastern Conference, like ever. Oh, no, yeah. It's like I just expected him to finish off his career as a shark, and, you know, that would Absolutely. be that. But for sure. But Brent Burns is a hurricane, and then uh, also another wild one, Max Pacioretty came over, traded from Vegas with Dylan Coughlin for literally nothing. And Literally nothing. Future considerations, if you will, but uh, yeah, that's uh, literally nothing. <laughs> Tulski is an absolute magician. Uh, we love him. We love him over here. I bet you do. <laughs> we love him too. <laughs> and it pains us that he is not here. But um, yeah. any anybody Pat- else? Uh, a few others. Uh, obviously, Pacioretty out for you know a couple months. Had an Achilles injury. Tore his Achilles mm-hmm. in training before the season started. So the Canes kind of made some other moves. They got Andre Kasha as a free agent. But he's currently has some concussion issues he's dealing with again. It's just such oh, a tragedy. It's it he can't get a break. Such a talented hockey player. It's just you hate to yeah. see those sort of things. They also added uh, Paul Stastny, signed as a free agent with the Hurricanes too. Just another veteran depth guy. Doesn't hurt to have in the lineup. And they uh, went and added Calvin DeHaan with a PTL. Played last played in Chicago. Was a Hurricane, I think about four seasons ago, and now he's back with the Canes again. And then past that, I think the rest of the roster kind of similar to the same ones that was last year. Not a huge turnover, but, you know, little pieces here and there that kind of replaced or bulked up the lineup. Yeah, not a lot of moves, but it seems like, I mean, just from the outside on paper, it feels like each of the moves was just like a little incremental improvement. You know what I mean? Like maybe not a game changer, like, you know, maybe Brent Burns at this stage of the game doesn't you know move the needle that much from Tony D'Angelo for you guys because he he did play pretty well for you guys um Mm. but he's an upgrade so it's like a little a little tick forward I feel like each of those moves kind of did for you guys yeah that's fair to say I think the like they said the Burns and D'Angelo kind of won they lost Nino Niederreiter and so Max Pacioretty kind of comes in to be that kind of sniper character Mm -hmm. to throw in there and then the, the only one that's kind of is they lost Vincent Trocek, who signed with the New York Rangers. And, and so they slot Jesperi Kokaniemi in that second C spot. And that's the only one where it's kind of 
it's been up in the air. It's like, will it be an improvement? Can KK step up in that position? That's kind of the only one where it's like the real toss up. Everyone else was kind of like, oh, this guy can kind of do what this guy did. This guy can do what this guy did pretty well. So just to just just because I have you um, to talk <laughs> a little bit about Tony D'Angelo on the ice, because I feel like we've talked enough about the off the ice. We all know what happened there. But um, on the ice. We're six games in to the Tony D'Angelo as a flyer era of our lives. Um, So far, he's been not as bad defensively as I predicted, to be quite honest with you. Um, But the other day, he had had kind of a messy game. Um, Tell me why you think Flyers fans should be excited about the idea of Tony D'Angelo being regular on our team. The one reason why, you know, Tony kind of keeps getting back into the swing of things, and even though, you know, he's had those issues off the ice, is that despite everything else, he is a really good uh, offensive defenseman. You know, and say what you will about the NHL and how they will look the other way for for points. Uh, yeah. On the ice, on the ice, D'Angelo is an elite passer. He's got tremendous vision. He's such a good passer. He's really good at kind of walking that puck and kind of getting it onto the tape of whether it's getting it onto the tape of a shooter or getting it through a lane, you know, for a rebound or whatever. D'Angelo's really good passer with the puck. That's kind of his bread and butter. He passes it so well. It's like, I remember Brendan Smith last year was talking about him and how he's able to pass it with like a certain amount of spin on it to where it's like zips to you ready for you to shoot it. And so it's just kind of, that's his bread and butter is that passing game, kind of his ability to walk the line and pass that puck around two players in dangerous areas. It's kind of, his bread and butter. And then he also brings on the defensive side, like you said, I think his biggest weakness defensively is just his aggressiveness. Mm. He, he can kind of be, I wouldn't say he can be goaded in to kind of, you know, lose temper, go after guys, but he's also very aggressive. He likes to kind of engage people at the top of the crease. He likes to kind of attack the puck. He likes to go towards the puck. So that's kind of thing. His biggest weakness. He's just very aggressive player in his play style. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, what we've seen. So, I mean, like as advertised, Tony D'Angelo, very good offensively, a little sus defensively, but not as bad as I thought. I kind of thought that the only reason that he kind of got by um, in Carolina without his defensive liabilities being a disaster was that he was playing with Slavin a lot, who is obviously mm-hmm. a very good defensive defenseman. And <laughs> Ivan, Ivan Provorov is just not that good. Um, so I kind of thought that that might like really expose D'Angelo's weakness defensively and maybe it will, we're only six games in, but so far, um, yeah, I mean, you, you hate to have to root for an asshole, but so far he's been pretty good on the ice for the Flyers. So it's, it's kind of hard to be upset about the acquisition. He definitely has improved our top pair. So. Yeah, I think it could. I think a lot of that, you know, Brendan Moore is defensive coach. I think Torts is a defensive coach as well. Mm-hmm. So kind of kind of learning from two guys that are more defensively minded too, I think what helps him a lot in that transition, kind of building his game up more. That's a great point. Um, now let's get into Carolina's games so far. They are four, one and one. They are one loss coming to Edmonton, six to four. That must have been a fun <laughs> game to watch. Um, Barn burner. That, yeah, that one OT. Game was against Calgary, 3-2 win for Calgary. Um, so far, what would you say is going really well for the Hurricanes? 
what's been going is Andrei Sveshnikov is becoming the star that a lot of Canes fans have been kind of pegging him to be from the onset of his draft. He's got seven goals right now, which is tied for the league lead with Steven Stamkos. And he's just oozing confidence. He's mm. shooting the puck more, which is something the last few years he's kind of passed up pucks a little more often. He's kind of been looking to make a play rather than, you know, be the guy. I think this year, and with that, the second line with Martin Natchez, him and Svechnikov have just fed off each other tremendously. They have, I think, five goals between the two where they are the primary passers to one another. And they've that second line with uh, Andrei Svechnikov, Vesperi Kokanemi, Martin Natchez has just been electric for the Hurricanes. Their possession numbers, their Corsi numbers are off the charts. They have haven't given up a goal against while they're on even strength on the ice together, they have been lights out for the Hurricanes. That's been a tremendous line. That's kind of the biggest pushing factor for the Canes right now because they have a few guys that are still kind of getting to go, but that second line has just been, whew. Oh, it must be nice to have two lines. <laughs> sounds wild. I'm just kidding. The Flyers are a disaster, but you know. Um, oh, I I know. It's been, a, the Canes took the Canes a long time to get <laughs> multiple scoring lines. Although they are, two- Dark decade. Yeah, to be fair, let me just pull this back up again to make sure I'm remembering correctly. The Hurricanes are a mere one point above your third place Philadelphia Flyers in the Metro Division right now. Obviously, that's going to last. Um, It makes me laugh that the Flyers are third place in the Metro. Doesn't make any sense. Um, Good goaltending goes a long way. I mean, seriously, if if Carter Hart can maintain anything close to a 9 40 for the season I'm probably just gonna drop dead because that's insane (laughs) although he might drop dead too um right so what has been going bad for the Hurricanes it's really only like one and a half losses really um what's the thing that you would say is the most negative about their game this early um I think currently it's there's they have just a lot of guys that are kind of slow to start they kind of aren't super what I, I guess I would say like comfortable like really playing their way because the hurricane system you know it's just like a it's straightforward enough but it's kind of hard it's very demanding you go to the puck you always attack you're always aggressive and you have to be responsible for back checking when you're being aggressive so there's a lot of demand so it's kind of guys like uh the hurricane's third line with Jordan Stahl Jesper Faust uh currently Jordan Martinuk Paul Stastny has kind of swapped in between there they've kind of they've great possession numbers but offensively kind of like a black hole. There's really nothing going on there. Uh, Tavo Teravainen just hasn't been up to snuff so far with the Canes. I think he's got three secondary assists, which, mm. you know, good enough. But Sebastian Ajo has really been driving that force. And Teravainen hasn't been as dominant of a player as you usually see of him at this point. Uh, Brent Burns is coming around. But again, it's one of those things, too, where it's kind of a guy coming into the system. It's not super comfortable yet. It's, I think that's so. It's the biggest issue for the Canes so far. It's just been guys look, you know, there's good enough to win because, you know, it's been some games, you know, you play the Vancouver Canucks who can't win a game to save their life, the San Jose Sharks, Columbus, Seattle. So, I mean, not teams that you're, anybody's like thinking, oh, these guys are barn burners. These guys are the top dogs. But the Canes have been good enough to win those games despite the kind of a little bit of a slow uptake on some of these key guys that you want to see more from. Um, outside of Sveshnikov, since you mentioned him already, who is a player that the Flyers fans watching this game should keep an eye on? 
Uh, I feel like it might be an obvious one, but Sebastian Ajo. Currently, he's on a five-game point streak. He's got, I believe, uh, four goals, uh, nine points in that five-game point streak. He's just been electric, and he's kind of been doing it all himself on his line almost because I said Teravainen has been a bit slow to start. Jarvis has kind of also been a little bit not as good as he was at the end of last season, but Ajo has been kind of just a wrecking ball on his own, whether it's on the power play, the penalty kill, even strength. Sebastian Ajo has been the Hurricanes. So it's kind of be like, oh, you know, you should watch out for this guy. He's been the Hurricanes' top point goal scorer for five straight seasons. So it's kind of like, oh, you know, that guy that's always been there. But <laughs> he's, it honestly feels like maybe he's on the back burner a little bit with how good Sveshnikov has started. Hmm. What a terrible problem to have. <laughs> uh, I guess the last thing I'll ask you, just kind of big picture. I feel like it's been like the last few at least seasons now that it feels like every season heading in when people start talking about their you know way too early Stanley Cup final predictions it's always like the Hurricanes and the Leafs are the two teams in the east that are gonna you know knock Tampa off the throne and obviously every season for the last few they have fallen short of that um (laughs) do you have those kind of like super lofty expectations for the hurricanes heading into the season, or are you just kind of like happy to enjoy the ride and wherever they end up, you won't be disappointed. Uh, I think they're at a point now where it's kind of the expectations are raised. They had the decade where they didn't make the playoffs a single time. And then they Mm -hmm. had the nice, the run to the Eastern conference finals that first year back got swapped by the Bruins. And you know, it's been a couple years where they lost to Tampa, lost to Tampa, lost to Boston again, you know, all these kind of lost to the Rangers this past season. So it's kind of ones ones where like they're knocking on the door and the team as it is now, it's they're young, but a lot of these young guys are players. It's like, okay, it's time for you to kind of step into a larger role, become bigger than kind of you are. And so while I think for a lot of fans, it's still easy to be like, Hey, the Hurricanes are finding success. The Stanley cup is the hardest trophy in sports to win hands down. There's still the kind of one where it's like, all right, this is, the best team they've had in X amount of years, maybe ever, who knows, just based on pure talent alone on paper. Mm-hmm. It's time to start getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, getting to the Stanley Cup Final, whether, you know, winning a cup. Maybe it's not winning a cup. It's getting Final Four, top two. It's getting to be that you're getting recognized as that team going into the season. You have to reach those kind of goals at this point. It's the expectations have kind of reached. They're no longer this young team who's being like defying the odds. These are expectations that have to be reached at this point. What's the one thing that you think would hold them back? Because looking at them from the outside, I would say goaltending. Do you think that they have a, a problem in net or do you think it's strong enough to get them there? I don't think they have a problem necessarily. I think Anderson last year was a Vesna candidate goaltender before his injury. And it was, mm-hmm. it wasn't even like a routine injury because I know he had issues in Toronto near the end. It was just one where he caught a rut of his skate trying to step back to cover a post. And it was kind of just a freak incident with his knee. And, you know, the concern, injury concerns are more for like Ronto and whatnot because he's definitely dealt with way more injuries in his career. But I don't really see the Hurricanes as goaltending issue as a problem because they have a system with their defense. It just kind of elevates every goaltender they've ever had. Cause I know, mm-hmm. 
as Fly fans, you guys were not very happy with Peter Morozik's time in Philly. I know that didn't go well for you guys. <laughs> it was a, there was a solid, I would say, 45 minutes when we were convinced that Peter Morozik was going to solve all of our problems in that. <laughs> Um, and then it kind of just got progressively worse from there. So, yeah, it was kind of surprising to see him really turn it around in Carolina. Yeah, he was really good in Carolina, and then he went to he left Carolina. Toronto wasn't great. Chicago hasn't been good for him. But it's like they've just had this kind of routine of making most goaltenders they throw in there look a lot stronger than their career numbers. James Reimer, Curtis McElhaney. Alex Nadeljic's still young, so it's not to say where he will be, but he had a tremendous season, his first full wire with the Hurricanes. So I don't think goaltending is really necessarily the issue with Hurricanes. I think the big thing is just playoff scoring. It seems to, mm. and the, really the power play <laughs> in the playoffs has been a problem for Carolina, I guess, five straight years now. It's every time it's just what kills them. It's, you know, a lot of their top guys kind of go dry. Ajo's over a point per game player in the playoffs, but it's those kind of guys past him. You know, Sveshnikov hasn't had good playoffs. Martin Natchez hasn't had good playoffs. Uh, they haven't, their top defensive, offensive defensemen haven't had great playoffs. You know, D'Angelo had a good first round against Boston, fell off against the Rangers. Dougie Hamilton didn't really have a great playoffs. Trocek and Niederreiter didn't have great playoffs when they were with the Canes. It's kind of this thing of producing when it's time to produce. Mm. It's kind of been the biggest issue for Carolina. It's because they have those depth guys. These guys like chip in goals, you know, when they need to from their third, fourth line. These guys kind of get the ball rolling sometimes, but it's their top guys kind of going dry. It's usually, it's been the issue in the past and it's kind of still feels like that issue going forward. Will these guys produce when it matters? It's so interesting when that happens. I feel like it happened. Um, I mean, obviously Flyers fans, we were playing particular attention to Florida in the playoffs last year. And that happened with them. Like this team that could not stop scoring goals all season long, just like completely dead in the playoffs it's it's pretty wild yeah it was wild to see especially against washington it was like yeah washington was an older team can't really keep up the speed the defense wasn't as deep and it's like florida's struggling to score yeah. goals and it's like ooh. and it's like when i when i saw that one i was like they are not gonna have a good time in the second round no <laughs> and they did not <laughs> they did they certainly did not <laughs> okay so the last thing that i like to ask on these little chats which you don't know about yet, but you're going to learn. Um, I ask for a shot in the dark prediction for a final score in the game. Okay. Uh, I'll shout out uh, four two hurricanes. Four two hurricanes. Okay. I, uh, hmm. Let me look at the cane schedule real quick here. You guys are playing the Islanders the night before. So uh, will we? Be oh, it's a back to back yeah, back to back, back for you guys. Uh, that's a tough one because the Islanders have mm-hmm. kind of had a slower start to the season, and the Flyers have been a bit better. So I might go. I might go Ranta Anderson. Okay, know. Ranta against Ranta's, the, the Islanders, and then Anderson against the Flyers. Yeah, Ranta's had better numbers on the season so far too, though. So, interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's a toss up. I don't know what the philosophy going into that one will be. Is this the first back to back for the Canes? It looks like yes, uh, yes. They've, had a, they've had a big gap in their schedule. 13 game road trip coming off of now. That's wild. Or 13 day, not 13 game. That'd be, that'd be the <laughs> Islanders last year. <laughs> um, I'm going to say ooh, the idea of the Flyers beating the Hurricanes just seems impossible to me, but 
Um, it's hockey. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I I thought that there was no possible way they were going to beat the Lightning the other day. I think like Arizona beating beating Toronto the other day that was insane. Yeah, yeah. Hockey doesn't make any sense sometimes. So I'm going to I'm going to keep it positive. I'm going to say a super close three to two Flyers win. And you said fair, fair. You said four to one. Four to four to two. Empty four net two. at the end. Okay, I'm keeping track this year to see how many I get wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Just for funsies. Um, Just a little funsy. Yeah. Anyway, Ryan, you can uh, tell people where they can find you on the internet if you would like. Uh, You could check me out on Twitter. I, you know, routinely tweet out Kane's games, Kane's updates. You know, I do all the media stuff, go to practices, locker room, all those sort of things. You follow me at at R-Y-A-N-H-E-N-K-E-L underscore. You can also read my writing at canescountry.com. You know, follow the, we have a great staff, great team, game coverages, you know, articles, previews, all that sort of stuff. Everything, if you're interested in Carolina Hurricanes or just want to read some fun stuff, canescountry.com is a great spot to check those things out. Yeah, Canes Country is one of my favorite of the SB Nation hockey blogs. I really enjoy the uh, the Metro Division roundup that you guys do pretty much weekly during the season. I link to it a lot in our link dump in the morning. I find it very a nice little read to check in see what everyone's doing so hopefully you guys are still doing that i don't know <laughs> we still yep we still do it have it on the schedule i think nice. wednesdays i believe we upload that yeah yeah that's a, a great read if you want to check out what's going on in the metro division in one easy little article ryan thank you so much for agreeing to do this i really appreciate it it was great talking to you yeah no problem thanks for having me on anytime yep. you need me i can come to talk canes Oh, yeah, I'm going to – don't worry. There's a lot of Canes games. I'll be, I'll be coming back. <laughs> no worries. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoy this game. Ryan, I hope you enjoy the game, and I hope the Flyers win. Go Flyers.